of Route 66 in that film, and it's a lot of history there. Not not much, not nothing more Americana <laughs> than Route 66. Yeah, That's I have right. a friend that was uh, uh, someone I know that posted a picture on the corner of Winslow, Arizona. <laughs> yeah. And said, "Do you get the pod?" <laughs> yeah, my uh, my uh, name drop here in three, two, one. My friend Bill Engvall, uh, the comedian, yep. he uh, was born and raised in Winslow, Arizona. Really? Okay. And so that's and the the Eagles, by the way, when they wrote that song, it was just the, the it fit the lyric, yeah. so they used it. Yeah, they've never been to Winslow, Arizona. They never. <laughs> they just, it was no memory attached to Winslow, Arizona. <laughs> it just fit. Huh. It, so they chose that and picked it, and that's famous now someone put a little museum there and makes yeah, money off that's of funny it. there you go <laughs> <laughs> all right before we break let's go out to donna now. good morning donna. Hey, donna hello everyone hi how, how are, are you? you good how you doing we're good so i have a question i've been looking at buying a hybrid but i'm trying to see if i want like a hybrid that you know it goes fully first and then after that it kicks in that does both the gas and the electric at the same time okay i think we're having some technical difficulties there on your cell phone but i think what she's asking is uh, in, the difference is yeah or, or just a hybrid that's not a plug straight hybrid or a plug-in yeah. hybrid yeah so the 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 pros I, and cons i think a lot depends on what your driving is so subaru's crosstrek um plug-in hybrid you can get 17 miles or 17 yeah it's 17 or 19 17 miles. or 19 miles it will run on the electric up to 60 miles an hour and then kicks in the and in the gas gas and i think a lot of it depends you know like like roger said what how you're driving and and really what your budget is um i would say definitely try to go for a plug-in if the budget yeah. allows it um because it will run in ev mode a lot more if you're just driving around town if you're going to the grocery store you're not going to be you know getting burning on the freeway gas. burning up gas it'll just be in, in all electric mode and and that's pretty neat you know we talk about the um the the pollution the the, the smog in the valley plug-in hybrids are, are a good Perfect solution, solution for, for, for that to where they still allow you to to use gas when you need it um you're going out on a, on a longer trip or, or on the freeway or you need the power the gas is there in, in in the short term, you're using the EV mode, and, and it lets yeah, you do and there's that. And there's a lot of places that allow you to plug in for free. Yeah. We've and got a charging station at each store, so. It's free there? Mm -hmm. Plug yeah. in at your store for free? Come yeah, see us, cool. say hi, plug, plug your plug car. Plug in, <laughs> top it off. Yeah. <laughs> Get a sandwich and, and, in the cafe. And we're running off yeah. of solar, so. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. There you go, Donna. Hopefully that helped you out. I know my sister just bought a hybrid Corolla, a used hybrid uh -huh. Corolla, and she loves that thing. It's not a plug-in. Right. Yeah. The, the gas that she's saving on even just yeah, that. Yeah, you're still saving gas. Yeah. You're just not only running in, in EV mode is exactly. the, the main difference. So Good question. All right, we'll take a break. Come back with uh, Hour 2 of Utah Car Sense here on the Zone Sports Network with some uh, other news and notes out of the automotive world right here on the Zone Sports Network. Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hour two of Utah Car Sense here on The Zone Sports Network, 855-340-ZONE. If you want to be part of the show, Joe, John, Scott, and Donna right now have a one in four chance at winning the four-pack of movie passes. 855-340-ZONE. 
Roger Parkins, sales manager of the mid of the Southtown store. George Roska, sales manager of the Midtown store, here with me today. And again, your phone calls at eight five five three four zero zone. Guys, earlier in the show we talked about the twenty twenty Forester. Yeah. So you said you found out how the uh, sensor is working for the back seat. Yeah, it includes a new rear seat reminder to prevent child and or pet entrapment. Uh, by the way, and it does say that this summer alone fifty three lives wow. have been lost to to being locked so is in cars. off the door or is there a sensor in the seat so it, it is not uh, not be able to physically sense the presence of children or pets in the rear seat area but will turn on if one of the following conditions is met the vehicle is started within 30 minutes after a rear side door is opened and closed wow. a rear side door is opened and closed when the vehicle is running and stationary or the vehicle is turned off and back on again within 30 minutes, and the rear side doors remained closed. Okay. So, so it's keying off the door. Yeah, keying off the door, certain conditions where you're more likely to have put a child or left a child in there. It's, you put something back there. Yep, yep. <laughs> it, it, it knows that the, the vehicle's moving after you open the doors. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, it will just ding and remind you, hey, there's That's a good you thing. opened That's the doors. A, yeah. Great. Yeah, it, yeah, think about the uh, release for trunks that came about when a kid died in the trunk. Yeah, you know, every car has them. Yeah, that has a trunk. The glow in the dark handle. Glow in the dark yeah. handle. But it's so much up. worse with the hot car. I mean, fifty three kids is is crazy number to to have died just yeah. this year. Yep. Um, and it can happen so quickly. It, it's a matter of minutes. Oh, it is. So. And 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 the parents, I'm sure, feel just absolutely terrible, or you know, just that thought yeah. to. I don't know how you live with that. I, yeah. <laughs> We were also talking earlier in the show about automation and uh, how UPS was delivering things via semi in the desert mm-hmm. automatically, uh, but how we we came to the conclusion, the three of us, that we think this is a long time in the future before we're seeing Decades. commuters yeah. driving driverless cars, essentially, uh, within residential areas and things like that. Well, the U.S. government agrees because without much fanfare, it killed... The Autonomous Vehicle Committee. (laughs) The Department of Transportation's Advisory Committee on Automation hasn't been active since it was formed in 2017, and it won't be active any time in the future because, according to The Verge, the administration killed it without even telling its members. Wow. Under President Obama, the DOT enlisted several big-name players from the transportation industry to become part of the group, including Captain Soli Solenberger. Apple VP Lisa Jackson, Waymo CEO John Krafchick, and Lyft co-founder John Zimmer. However, the committee was formed at the end of Obama's term and met only once in 2017 before the current uh, administration came into office. It has remained dormant since then and probably wasn't able to carry out its duties as explained to the members. So the committee was just killed. Not shocking that no. they didn't tell him, but you know, after it was killed. But um, did he tweet did, it? <laughs> did, yeah. This committee but was responsible really for issuing the rules, right? Yes, they for, were going to do the regulations, and whether the you laws. could have steering wheels, no steering wheels, pedals, th- things like that, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, but it's been so slow moving towards that technology that why have a committee? Yeah, I, I agree with it. Just get rid of it. Just, we don't need people we, on. The government's dime doing nothing, <laughs> literally nothing. Yeah, nothing. So yeah. cut them off, and uh, when it when it when the time comes, reform the committee. Reform the committee. Then now, what are the rules now? Can they they can test self driving cars, but you have to have a human driver yep. in it. Yep. And so this was going to go a, a step beyond that. Yes. But is now back to square one, which is probably a good thing. While the technology matures a little bit more, and yeah. you see 
um, a, a lot more safety tests being done, and 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 you'll see companies still test things. It's it's all right to have a driver in the car while we do this. It's it's no big deal. Uh, Labor Day weekend is the time to hear about a lot of crazy car sales. <laughs> Get on down here now. <laughs> Who would do that? I don't know. I've never heard of such a thing. But are we having a sale, Roger? Just our normal. We have a sale every day. <laughs> yeah, every day. Just, just the same old boring yeah. promise price. It's, it's so funny because sometimes you'll sell like more cars on a Tuesday than you yep. will like on a Saturday or like a sale day or <laughs> yeah, something. Monday's become like, a real busy day. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's and just it's crazy. Yeah, people have kind of learned that with us. There's there's good deals all all to go around every day. Yeah, so. my favorite call. Well, you got a holiday coming up. What specials do you have? Same ones I have today, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... The the but this being a weekend where some people are gonna find themselves going into a used or new car lot during yep. the Labor Day crazy blowout sale, what advice would you give them? Other um, than oh. skip it and Man, come to Mark Noah That's, that's, a loaded that's really loaded. Yeah. That's like well, deal with it. <laughs> uh, bring bring lots of water with you. <laughs> it's gonna be hot out. Uh, Buying a car can take a long time. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, just do your homework beforehand. Um, don't don't go in just because something seems like it's a good deal, or t- you know, if it's if it looks like it's too good to be true, it probably is. And um, eighty eight dollars down, eighty eight dollars down, eighty eight dollars a month. Or new uh, re- or new re- Volkswagen for re- twelve thousand dollars. Re- read the fine print. <laughs> um, again, just just kind of do your homework. Educate yourself a little bit, and, yeah, and just, you'll do fine. Yeah. Okay. Come see us. Way to come see us. Way to play it safe, fellas. That's that's good. You know, once a while, once yeah. a while. Yeah. <laughs> just because you're trying to tee it up for us to get in trouble. Tell tell, <laughs> tell us why we should care about Mazda ditching J.P. Morgan. That's you know, that's a, that's going to be an interesting thing because they're going with TFS, which yeah. J.P. Morgan Chase, right? J.P. Morgan right, Chase. So J.P. Morgan is who. We run Super Motor Finance through our Super does. They have Ma- they had well well now have had Mazda. Um, I think I don't remember if Hyundai or Kia goes through them also. Yeah, I think Hyundai Kia they also do. Yeah. But it makes sense what's happening with Mazda because uh, Toyota has taken a huge position in corporate Mazda, and to bring the financing over into TFS to make it more profitable. Probably makes sense. I don't think it's good. Or, it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just it's just the, the business it move yeah. they're deciding it's to change, go with. changing the bank. Yeah, but, changing the bank. Um, back and all of it. When yeah. that when that sort of thing happens, do you see rates go up? Do you see a reaction to, down the chain at all, or is that just an individual company making an individual well, decision? All, all your low rates are have been bought down. The manufacturers are paying them to buy them down. I mean, zero percent doesn't just magic, magically happen. There's a cost involved with taking it from, you know, prime down to zero percent, and that's something they're spending behind the scenes. Um, same with one point nine point nine, two point nine. So this only affects people buying Mazdas. It won't. Uh, it'll. It won't affect them at all. They won't know the difference, other than rather than writing a check to Mazda Financial or to Chase, you can write a check to TFS. Uh, a decision like this is made then because of fees that maybe the they well, were sick of paying, or I, oh. I think this decision is coming from the fact that Toyota owns so much of Mazda, and it's yeah. way for Toyota to make more money off of this particular branch of their company. You see, see Mazda, they're not. I mean, they're they're a big company, but they're not they're a small. giant as far as when it comes to you know they're a little smaller, I think, than Subaru. Um, before that, they had the partnership with Ford and Ford Motor Credit, um, and that, then they went to, to Chase. So I think you see a lot of smaller companies yep. tend to kind of piggyback on another, you know, bigger manufacturer's uh, financing arm. 
Yeah, it's a, I mean, financing cars is a huge capital commitment. You know, leasing. You look at uh, Tesla started using a, di- a different leasing company. You know, was all excited about it so they could conserve their money for all the money they're losing. I think that company made it about four months before they ran out of capital and had wow. to shut down. Wow, really? Shut down leasing cars, yeah. Hey, speaking of Tesla, did you see they, um, in California, they launched their own insurance product? No. Um, and then they, they <laughs> Tesla insurance? Tesla oh, yeah. insurance. And they had promised so much lower rates on the, on the insurance product. Because it's so much safer. Because the Teslas are so much safer because they have the autopilot and all this stuff. And then, okay. and then they roll it out, and within 24 hours, the rates are higher than you know, third-party insurers. And not, not for everybody, but a lot of people were having issues with it and started complaining, and they took it down within, within 24 hours. So... Good, good example of another uh, well thought out uh, I think, product. I think, <laughs> I, I think Elon Musk is our modern day PT Barnum. Oh my gosh, it's he ridiculous! Is, it's like, check this out. It's gonna be ten percent lower, and then you're twenty percent higher. And <laughs> yeah, for as intelligent as he is, he makes some really stupid decisions. Yeah, well, yeah, he's they, really, really rich. They tweeted <laughs> out. Well, the way he's going, he's not gonna stay really, yeah, really maybe rich. Not, maybe not. I mean, look what Solar City now. Uh, they bought up Solar City for billions. Basically, is non-existent. Yeah, yeah, their installations uh, just collapsed after they. Well, they, yeah, they, Solar City's they, like woohoo! Get <laughs> out from under that thing. Cashed got, out. I'm got all my. Yeah, they got rid. They got rid of their cells in Home Depot, and now their their uh, shingles are catching on fire. They are. Yes. Wow. Well, Walmart's suing them. Yeah. Um, that they've had five or six roof installations that Tesla did, you know, the the whole thing on and ca- catch fire, and then Amazon said that you they've had a couple me. catch fire too that that Tesla did. So, yeah, and it's out. not cheap. Wow. I, I looked when I roofed my house. I was looking at. It, I was like, that's pretty pretty cool. Put solar up, and, and the dirty little secret they don't tell you it's just the first four rows of the shingles. Yeah. Of the yeah, solar. Of the shingles are solar. Uh. And it's fifty thousand dollars for a small house. Wow! It's like no, no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, the, and it'll it on, catch fire. Now they're catching on fire. So. <laughs> fifty thousand dollars to burn your house <laughs> down. <laughs> Arson never should be so cheap. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, Tesla's. <laughs> it's it's interesting. It's a show. It is. Tesla's yeah. a show. Yeah. Vaporware, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Where's their sure. semi that was supposed <laughs> to be out last year? <laughs> <laughs> for, right. Yeah. Well, didn't Walmart buy into that whole thing too? Walmart, Coke, but yeah, you know, Pepsi. They every, bought, everybody bought you know, no five thousand dollars deposit. That, was, that was all because he needed money. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he made up this thing. Yeah. Hey, give me hey. your money so I can spend it somewhere else and uh-huh. never give you what I told you I was going to give you. What do we call those again? No, never mind. Crooks. Ponzi schemes. Ponzi schemes. Not a Ponzi. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> China. Wow, how far we fall. China. 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 Uh, it's uh, it's long been a bad place to try and sell a car. Yeah. In China. Yeah. Well, they say they're considering uh, relaxing the uh, uh, curbs, the the auto. So they're, they're trying to make it easier to get a car that you w- might want in China and to hopefully spur the market. To buy an American car in China? Or yeah. Like, okay. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily... Ma- yeah, probably. But China unveiled measures to help boost consumption, including the possible removal of restrictions on vehicle purchase as growth in the world's second biggest economy falters amid mounting U.S. trade pressures. Yeah. Well, they're the world's largest auto market in China. 
Um, yeah. and, and, and a lot of these manufacturers that we've never even heard of sell more cars than GM and, yep. and you know, Subaru and all these ones combined, probably. Um, so it, it is interesting to see them open up the market. And I, and, and I do know that they love American cars in China. They, they love Cadillacs. They love big cars. And um, you might see some demand for that. Says here that the the China economy stumbled more sharply than expected at the start of the third quarter with the, the disputes with the U.S. Uh, second quarter economic growth slowed to a near thirty year low, and the automobile sector, a pillar of industrial growth, has been a casualty of falling demand with overall car sales down for a thirteenth consecutive month in July. Wow. But that's car sales have been down across the world. Right? Not thirteen percent, but not thirteen. <laughs> no, no, well, that's not for the, that's a thirteenth yeah, consecutive yeah. month there that they they have it down. So yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. They say, uh, let's see, analysts at the Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, said we expect policy loosening to resume in infrastructure investment, consumption stimulus, and monetary easing. So essentially China considering making it easier to get the car you want in China. And And pumping up the economy. Pumping up the economy that way. Kind of similar to the uh, cash for clunkers. Very, very similar, only... They're not buying old cars. They're and letting they're you buy gonna, a new car. Yeah, it sounds like they're not going to charge Tesla the import tariffs because they want them in there selling cars. Yeah. Right. Yep. As that's part of sure. that's probably where all this came out of. Volkswagen is going to invest nearly six hundred million dollars in a new plant in Brazil. Okay. Uh, in Sao Paulo, they'll invest two point four billion reais, or five hundred seventy-seven million, in one of its Brazil factories. Sao Paulo State Governor said on Thursday, Sao Paulo's state is the heart of Brazil's auto industry, although its relevance has been in decline in recent years, as other states have offered more generous tax incentives. But Doria's government or governorship has been marked by a strong push to attract and retain manufacturing plants in Sao Paulo. Earlier this year, uh, Doria, the governor of Sao Paulo, introduced a tax plan for automakers granting them a 25% reduction in value-added taxes as long as they did invest at least a billion, and created 400 new jobs. Wow. So the the heart of the auto industry in Brazil <laughs> is getting a Get another, Volkswagen Another, another uh, manufacturer there. Volkswagen's always been real popular in, in South America. And, yeah. And, and, and they've made cars in South America and in forever. Mexico and for, forever. And so I think that's a strategic play there because they sell those cars in lots of other markets and markets, not the U.S. and, and, and usually Europe. But um, there's a lot of other uh, manufacturers doing the same thing. South America is a big booming place for that. If you want to be part of the show, it's 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Talk with Roger Parkin and George Roska, sales managers for Mark Miller Subaru. I'm Austin Horton, and a four-pack of movie passes is on the line for anyone that calls in. You can enter to the, into that drawing by sharing with us today. Coming up on the in the final segment, tell you about what one Florida man did with his Tesla <laughs> to try and save a couple bucks, and it landed him in jail. Really? Talk about it next here on Utah Car Sense. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton, presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You got a few minutes left to get into the drawing for the four-pack of movie passes. Call and share with us what you did this summer. Where did you go? What trips did you have? Road trips or whatever you did. I'd love to hear adventures. We heard about Scott called in, told he went and did the old uh, Route 66. From, from Chicago to Can- Oklahoma. So about half of it. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. jealous. That sounds fun. That does yeah. sound like fun. 
Yeah, it does sound like fun. Uh, I, I, I would do but what you're not he did. A, you're not a road tripper. No, but I, I doing half this summer, half next summer, I could live with that. What that's, road trips have you done that you've yeah. liked? Like, come on. We did let's, one road trip this summer. What'd you do? Just to St. George. But like ever, to, uh, what is your favorite road trip you've ever here's, been on? Okay, so I used to, growing up, we went to, of course, we did the Southern California thing every summer, but we would also then mix in another road trip. Yeah. We went to Canada. We went, went to, to Canada? Uh, yeah, we went like all fun. over the place. But... What broke me, what made me hate road trips, was in college when I moved to Washington, D.C., <laughs> yeah. and we drove, and it took us three, almost four days. He didn't drive very fast, there. though. No. <laughs> that's not really we a stopped road in Broomfield, Colorado the first night. You were moving, right? You were moving. We stopped in somewhere in Missouri, and I swear I got diseases from that hotel we stayed in probably a college yeah yeah we stopped in indianapolis and then yeah. we went to went indianapolis on indianapolis is nice yeah we stayed at my uncle's house there and yeah. everything but it's just three almost four days in a car with three other were you guys high school age guys were you or, guys or college changing age guys. off or not trading off driving yeah yeah why don't you just drive 24 hours stop i don't uh, but uh, after that, I just don't like to. I flew home when the when, home, when it was time done. to move back. I flew. Yeah, yeah. my record. They crossed, drove. I flew. My record cross country two and a half days. I've done it twice. Two and a half days. Two and a half days. Quick. You yeah, had us. You have your like, son lives out there. Yep. That he went to school in Florida. What, Fourteen hours Florida. a day. Yeah, we were. Yeah, I averaged when I moved him out to Gainesville. Because you're like thirty six hours driving to get to the. We East drove Coast. from here to Albuquerque, Albuquerque to Shreveport, Shreveport to Gainesville. Wow. Days. Yeah, that's uh, it's a lot of driving. It's a lot of driving. <laughs> yeah, when he moved from Florida to Maryland, it calls me, come on, help me, Dad. Okay, what airport's along the way? <laughs> <laughs> Still spent 12 hours there. in the car. Yeah. He picked me up at 4.30 in the afternoon. We got out of the car at 4.30 the next morning in Maryland. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. Pass. No, and so I, that, that broke me for I think road. driving on the East Coast would ruin driving for it anybody. No. No? No. It depends could, on where you're at. In downtown D.C., you just got to know you're going to – I mean, the speed limit on the freeways in the ring around D.C. are 45 miles an hour. Yeah. And they use radar. They use uh, photocops. Photo radar. What broke me was Colorado to Indiana, where I saw nothing. But corn. Yep. Yep. And, and so you were corn-fused, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> your that is, that is an ugly Your state's drive. Nebraska and Kansas. So can you, you'd prefer the East go Coast well, go away. So, so, so to the – That's just, better – that's yep. better than driving okay. Texas. Texas, you'd cover that same space, but you're in one state for <laughs> 16 hours. You feel like you're in the Bermuda Triangle. 16 hours. The cows everywhere. <laughs> There's nothing. There is not a thing until you get up in the panhandle of Texas. It's pretty. Yeah. And then you get into Louisiana where they have the uh, freeways through the swamp that are straight as an arrow. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No lights on them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's great for watching movies as you're driving across. So, <laughs> somewhere I'd like to drive. Like one tri- road trip we've always wanted to do is the Florida Keys. Land in Miami, rent and a drive car, down, yeah. and drive down to the Keys. Just it looks amazing. Yep. All this like a hundred bridges or something. Yeah, that, I get scared driving over bridges. You do? Do you really? Yeah. Out on the causeway, even at, at really the, at Antelope Island. I don't like. Are you driving afraid they're gonna? I don't know. What, are you going to get stranded? It's, I'm like the oh, Truman. Oh, no, I'm, I'm like in the tra- Florida Keys, Keys for a month. Oh, shoot. Oh. <laughs> sorry, I called in my radio show. I'm sorry. I can't make it back. 
<laughs> yeah, we had a guy do that once. We went to the Dominican Republic, didn't come back for almost a month. So yeah, and there was no flights out of here. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> they could grab, get grandma on the metro <laughs> line. Good excuse there, yeah. <laughs> I think he really did have a problem down there, but still, still not a bad place. It took him a while to get out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> he never did say that part. Uh, we got some phone calls. Freddie Rubers. We got some phone calls to fit in before the end of the show here. Uh, 855-340-ZONE. Mark and Mick, you hold on for us. Lou's up first. Hi, Lou. Hey, Lou. Hi. Thanks for calling in. Uh, I have a boggling question I want to ask you. Okay. I have a friend of mine that uh, has a 2013 Sonata Hyundai, and they're going to he, his engine has a problem, and they're going to give him a totally free engine. I thought it was, I didn't even think 100,000 miles, but do you know anything about that kind of a warranty? Wow. Well, Hyundai, a brand new Hyundai, engine. Hyundai has a six-year, hundred thousand mile warranty on their cars for the original. I know a hundred thousand. Yeah, this um, has over a hundred. It has one hundred and forty thousand, and they're going to replace it. Well, they must have something in that engine that. Yeah, there's yeah. there's sometimes you know programs that manufacturers will put out that'll extend the coverage for for certain models in certain years, and that's typically <clears> not that public, but it, it'll okay. be tied to his VIN number. So it could be could be that that's the case. But that's okay. That's I have a Hyundai news. too. I have a two same year as his 2013 okay. Santa Fe, and I'm at with 61,000 miles. And I'm wondering, what do you think about doing switching over to synthetic oil? You know, that's that's a tough one to add, to to answer. Um, I, we're not technicians. We're not mechanics. Um, I, I've heard, you know, obviously good things about synthetic oil will extend the, the life of the oil. I don't know if it's necessarily going to extend the life of the of, of the car, per se, if you're doing regular maintenance and the car doesn't require um, synthetic I missed it. Oil. How old's the car, Lou? 2013. It's a 2013 with 61,000. Uh, yeah, I don't think gonna, it's going to hurt. hurt it. Yeah. It's not going to hurt, hurt it at all. Yeah. I don't think you'll see a major difference, though, in a 13 with 60,000 miles going to synthetic, but... No, it's not going to be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might be spending a little more money, but and, and it might help, but it, it's hard to give you any any definitive answer there. Yeah, in my older cars, I use a synthetic blend. Yeah. So yeah. either or, you're saying it's it's all right either way. I do it. Yeah, I think if the car's designed for regular oil, as long as you do the maintenance at the the right intervals, the car the car will be fine. But uh, like we said, the synthetic's not going to hurt it. And and like Roger said, maybe yeah. even a synthetic blend to give you the the benefits there. Yep. Well, I I don't trust the manufacturer because I've called them. They're looking at like seventy six hundred miles for an oil change, and there's no sense. I, that just doesn't sound right to me. So, I think maybe between four and five at least, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, Subarus is every six, and you go to BMW. I think they're out at fifteen thousand now with yeah, what they're there's, running. There's some that do even ten or fifteen thousand, yeah. and uh, that depends. Each manufacturer is different as far as what they design and test their engines for. Mm. Um, is there any guys? Is there any downfall to having an oil changed more frequently than mm, is required? Maintenance is cheap. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's going to cost you yeah. more money. Yeah, but, but it doesn't I break down the, the car. Down, nope, no, the no, only no. downfall is doing it yeah. and doing it and the, and the extra cost. You know, yeah, yeah that's all. That's the only downfall. But it does. The take other downfall care of is car. if I don't, and I have a problem. I wish the hell I did. <laughs> yep. Yeah, maintenance is cheap. Oil changes are cheap in the big scheme of things. 
Thank you, Lou. Yeah, thanks for the call and good questions. Yeah, you can always get your oil changed yeah. Yeah, whenever you want. We have people come to the store every 3,000, and they just want to do it then. Yeah, people come every six months that don't drive their cars very often. And then there's others yeah. that go till it's bone dry, and they nearly yeah, break the don't car. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, much better to do it the other way than... <laughs> All right, from Lou now to Mick. Hi, Mick. Morning, hey, Mick. Mick. Hey, good morning. Listen to the show frequently. Really enjoy it. Thank you. Uh, I don't have anything for your topic of the day for Nice Drive, but since I listen often, I had a small list of things. So like seven, eight months ago, it was during winter, someone wondered, hey, I'm buying new tires. How, how do I know when they were made? And there is actually a four-digit numeric code mm-hmm. on the sidewall of the tire, okay. month, month, year, year, and that's on all tires. Oh, okay. So that's so what those numbers the, are. Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know where mine are, actually. I'm out in the garage right now, and I didn't go look. Um, it's on the side. fob battery, I think it must be manufacturer-based. I do know for Volvo and Nissan, I have a warning light that comes on on the dash when the battery starts to get low in the key fob to remind you to go up to the parts desk and get a new one. But that could vary between manufacturers, so I really don't know on that. Another quick thing on stealing the key fob, I'll call it credentials, which are normally encrypted to some certain level. I have a friend that works out of, he works with all state insurance out of the headquarters in Illinois, and he said that it is a problem. He wouldn't tell me what manufacturers, but he did tell me next time <laughs> I go to buy a car to call him first. <laughs> but, so, so apparently it can be done. And I think we heard maybe about three years ago, Chrysler, there were some people that could actually break in and start the car remotely oh, without these, what they, I think they call them extender things, yes. where they capture this encrypted information. So I just found it kind of interesting. After I heard your show one day, I called him. And he said, yeah, no, it, it, it is kind of real, not necessarily a big thing. And then a few weeks ago, you were talking about stolen cars. Two really quick stories. First, when I was living in Chicago area, I got pulled over on New Year's Eve with my girlfriend, a very close friend of mine, and his girlfriend. And the reason for being pulled over was my car was reported as stolen or a vehicle like mine. I had a, at the time, I had a General Motors Copo car. And so that particular car only had 221 made in the entire U.S. Hmm. The way mine was optioned for color and some other options, there was only 34 in the entire country. So it was New Year's Eve. I'm sure the local police in Naperville, Illinois, were looking for an easy pullover of some young people. And then about five years ago, my boss had three vehicles stolen in the same night from his home. Police said either one of the teenage kids left the big garage door open, highly unlikely, but possibly someone was just cruising around with a garage door opener, pressing buttons, hope it would match. (laughs) Apparently 30 years ago, 20 years ago, that was more likely, but again, encryption today, less likely. Uh, They did get one vehicle back in four or five days, reasonably sound, another one about three weeks, needed work, insurance covers both. Fourth one found, or I'm sorry, third one found four weeks later out in the West Desert somewhere, totally trashed. <laughs> and uh, that one was totaled. But it was just interesting. I like the show. Look forward to listening again. You guys have a good day. I'm going to go listen back on the radio if you have any comments to make. Thank you. 
Thank you, Mick. Hey, wow. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for your comment. A, a show awesome. historian. Wow. So informative. I like it. <laughs> I like Yeah, he, he, yeah. he doesn't call every week, but yeah. he saves yeah. up yeah. his <laughs> list of things <laughs> to call in. I, I like That's it. awesome. Uh, yeah, we were talking about uh, the, the the extenders and how people, you can buy these things that some people will wrap their fob in tinfoil, or yeah. Yeah. you can buy a, yeah. a wallet that'll block the, the frequency the so people can't get yeah. into your car. Yeah. No, I mean, he... he touched on yeah. a good point that it's not that common. It's not rampant. It's not rampant. No, not but yet. The reason <laughs> it's not rampant is people aren't that smart to do it. You know, you have to have <laughs> the technical skills to know how to do that exactly. type of stuff. And yeah. But that's pretty scary that if you do, you can pretty much go out and, yeah, like you said, and not mentioning the manufacturers. We don't know who all's not encrypting their, yeah. their stuff, but Come on, man! Encrypt your information. It's yeah. the 21st century. Let's and, go. And, and, and the Jeep was—they took over their Wi-Fi if memory serves me right. That was yeah. on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, they, think, think they, of the chaos the somebody could could cause by taking over a network <laughs> of self-driving cars <laughs> and just blocking roads and intersections I and freeways. Of, and uh, I think of the the Napster in the Italian Job, yeah. Yeah. played by yeah. Seth Green. I yeah. think yeah. of that. I think that was on like one of the Die Hard movies <laughs> or something too. <laughs> Thank you, Mick. We appreciate you listening yeah. and uh, calling in. All right, uh, Mark is on the line now. Hi, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. I've got a 2010 Volkswagen Rutan, which is the half Dodge Caravan. Yeah. You know, it was a cross product between both companies. The trying to get information about it, I'm trying to find out if I absolutely must use synthetic oil, if I use a high quality regular oil, that's okay. And then I also have a beautiful drive for you. Okay. Uh, while we uh, try to research the uh, the answer for you there, what's the drive? Uh, I used to live in Nebraska, but the beautiful drive is going down Missouri and just get off the interstate and just head south because they have a lot of the old pre-concrete highways. You know, they're concrete now, but they, you know, they, they were made 115 years ago. Wow. And if you just drive down those roads, you can see trees that are 300 years old. You can see creeks. You know, you can still see the interstate from where you're at, but -hmm. you can't see the beautiful of the countryside from the interstate. You have to get off the road to see that. Yep. But there are, like I said, there's creeks, there's hills, there's valleys, there's all kinds of stuff. And that's kind of true, I found, also in other parts of the country, where if you just get off the interstate and, you know, go a mile away and oh, drive wow. off any of the, you know, drive on any of the, the off-interstate roads for, you know, an hour, it's just absolutely gorgeous. And you can find actual restaurants that don't have locations all throughout the world. And, you know, you, you see a lot of beautiful stuff. And then if you need, you know, if you're running short on time, you drive a mile, get back on the interstate and go. But especially between Kansas City and Arkansas, down that direction, it's just absolutely beautiful when you get off the road or get off the interstate. Yeah, in fact, uh, I've been, I think it's, I think it's Cairo, Missouri. I've been, uh, and they've got an old, old concrete highway down there. It's not maintained very well anymore. It's <laughs> it's you know cracked and, and it's got right. uh, weeds so growing like all over it now. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's sure. right. You're, you're right, uh, Mark. It's beautiful. You go over these little tiny old creeks with these old wooden bridges that you, you fit more for a a, a Ford uh, a FT, you know, an FT, but more than uh, your modern day right. car. But it's fun. 
your Model T would be better on those bridges than your <laughs> modern day F one fifty. But you know, you're right there. If you get off the the freeway and go explore a little bit, you might find something better than is right there along the main thoroughfare. Oh, absolutely. Do we and have an I, answer quick, uh, about his question there? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I was able to do a little bit of digging. It doesn't look like it's required from what I can find. A um, couple places that recommend it, but um, I think with it being the partnership with the, the Dodge Grand Caravan, I think it, that, that's the 3.8 liter in that, uh, in, in that car that you have, right? Right. Yeah, I, I think it'll run on just conventional, but uh, like we said earlier, if you, if you want to do synthetic, it's not going to hurt it. Right. Thank you, guys. Thank All right, you. Mark. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right, uh, 855-340-ZONE. Oh, phone lines are open now, so if you want to get in, 855-340-ZONE. We teased this uh, before the break about the Florida man and his yeah. Tesla. The owner of a Tesla Model 3 used an extension cord... <laughs> To plug into a complete stranger's outlet <laughs> nice, for 12 hours. Nice. Nice. Uh, a uh, man woke up uh, one Saturday morning recently and discovered a Tesla parked on his front lawn. On the lawn? On the with lawn? With an extension cord running from his power on his house. Wow. To he the, wasn't even subtle yeah. about, it, no. about it. Was the guy still in the car? No. Oh, jeez. Called oh. the cops. Yeah. Cops kind of did a stakeout and just waited. For the owner of the car to come back and <laughs> and just some things went down, yeah, <laughs> and he ended up in jail for well, a couple I mean, days. Don't be a but, jerk about yeah. it. If you're going to run out of electricity, not say gas, obviously, but uh, you you knock on someone's door. Hey, may I plug my car Jeez. in? They're going to look at you kind of funny, and then you you know it takes all types, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Now, after it got all sorted out, the owner of the home did drop the trespassing charges. The after the uh, Model Three owner. I assume sobered up in jail, <laughs> and it all got sorted out. He said uh, the car battery had died on the way to a friend's house around midnight, and he figured, why not pull up here, plug in, and Park come back and get lawn. it later. Yeah. Nice. What now, the, the the owner of the home, unfortunately, has like an award-winning yard. Oh, like, not anymore. Uh, was yeah. featured in a gardening <laughs> magazine. He just drove right through the planter boxes. Yep, yeah. right onto the front yeah. lawn. But yeah. there was I no alcohol only in involved. Florida. Yeah. Oh, yeah. never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Yeah. No, alcohol <laughs> never made a bad decision uh, like wow. that. Yeah. Alright, 855-340-ZONE. Back to the phone lines. Charlie has called in. Hi, Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, can you hear me okay? Yes, yes. sir. Um, so, my question is, uh, I... I hired into the idea of Google Fiber at my house here. Mm -hmm. And um, when I want to watch Google Fiber channels on uh, TV at night, on the computer, one night it works, one night it doesn't. And I don't know whether it's, I mean, I got 100 megabits, it's, I've got my TVs hooked up to it and everything else, but is Google Fiber a, like a reliable service for streaming stuff, or should I just go find somebody who knows what the hell they're doing? Thanks I, for the call, Charlie. You guys have any experience with I Google would Fiber? Go with somebody who knows yeah, what the hell they're good. doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've had poor experience with everything Google in my life. So, <laughs> really. No, I'm not holding an Apple computer with an Apple phone. I love Google, <laughs> but I've I don't have Google Fiber experience. 
here on well, Utah the Carson. Google Fiber is Google they is abandoning the Fiber. Beta test everything yeah. on you. It's, it's he's the beta tester. Yeah. It's and not working not for working. him one night and working another. So that's yeah. Uh, I've had good experience with uh, Comcast internet in the ba- in the in the past. Uh, I know so. the AT and T internet in my uh, in, in the ascents worked pretty well. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thanks for calling in, Charlie. Eight five five three four zero zone. If you have a car question, comment, or story, we'd love to hear it. Eight five five three four zero zone. Hey, Salt Lake City is partnering with UTA to expand bus service in the city and other changes coming to their UTA routes. UTA schedule uh, is change day occurred last Sunday, and riders who used three bus routes that went from east to west in Salt Lake saw more frequent buses and a schedule that goes further into the day. You can check out all the new stuff on their website or on their app that you can get in the Google Play Store. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess iTunes if you want to go yeah, that you way. Want to you want to be a hipster and go with yeah. an Apple. <laughs> no, it's just that it all works. <laughs> No, it doesn't all work. It all works if you buy their product only. Yeah, but you, you can't mix a, and match. Stuff. Yes, and then it works. <laughs> that's the point. I mean, we use a bunch of different software in our jobs, and go Apple because it's one operating system. It works. You have guys that have Androids. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't because there's so many different nuances in Android. Yeah. Not that Android's bad. No, it's not bad. It's good. But I'm excited about the expanded bus service. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, I think we should highly encourage people to use public transportation the because way it can frees do it. up the roads for us to drive on. <laughs> and the only yeah. way you're going to do it ver- is... I'm taking a very uh, a just selfish approach <laughs> to this. But. And the only way you're going to get them to use the bus or any type of mass transit is to run it more often. Run it more often and make it free, I, I mean, you've been to New York. You've been... Yeah. I mean, Boston, you've been it's to D.C.? a lot better. It's not great, but... Well, you know, you've got a, 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 where there's a subway, you've got a train every five minutes or yeah. ten minutes. Yeah, it's and, about every ten. Yeah. yeah, so you don't have... Like, my fear, if I were to take Front Runner to work every day, my fear is that I'm stuck with the schedule of Front Runner. Yeah. And well, at any, certain yeah. times a day, it only comes once an hour. Yeah, yeah. you need more frequent service and... And I think making it free would go a long way to getting people well, to, to use it. So if you could go back in the way back machine when they formed UTA, uh-huh. they put in a 1% sales tax, and it was free. That lasted about three years. Okay. Really? And that's been 40 years ago. Yeah, but you had to raise my taxes. But well, I think if they would look at that free, again but. on on the days where they do the free ride days, uh, it, the ridership goes way up. The ridership yeah. goes way I'm up. With you, I know. And it. and if we're trying to encourage people to to use public transport, to drive less, to well, and these buses are not clean. Yeah, for see, the air. Park City and when has they're electric running, buses. When yeah. they're running empty UTA buses in downtown Salt Lake in the winter, that's a bad yeah, thing. That's a bad thing. And exactly, make it free, make them electric, and. Or make natural gas. Or natural gas. A lot of them are natural gas. You know what they do in Holland? They're all wind-powered. Every All of them. Yeah. They, they all charge on a wind-power thing. and All their trains, their buses, their their trolleys, it's We're all wind-powered. Just got to put a windmill up at the state capitol. It'll be just fine. <laughs> I'm with you. Let's make it happen. 855-340-ZONE. That was outside Trump's store, don't no. <laughs> Ar- Arnie's online. On the line. Hey, Arnie. Hey, Arnie. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, just... You know, you were uh, people were talking about things they've done this year, and uh, this has been kind of a fun year for us. We started out by 
going to Italy and touring Italy, and wow. then uh, in Italy? we have a, a trip scheduled for September that will be in Germany and Russia and other countries up in that part of the world, and then uh, have another trip planned in December for uh, another part of the world. So it's it's been a fun year for us. And uh, we're kind of getting up there in years, so have you been driving? We figure that uh, we better travel while we can. Yeah, that's, you're the world traveler, Ernie. And and George asked a good question: How was the drive to Italy? That a, did you drive in Italy? <laughs> <laughs> no, in Italy, right? not to Italy. Oh, I'm sorry. It's yeah, a long I, one. What, what, what towns did you visit in Italy? Uh, Rome. How'd you like? Um, how'd you like the traffic there with all the scooters driving between the cars? Oh, it's oh, it's crazy. <laughs> That's it's quite the experience, dome. isn't it? It's, uh, it? You know what? You don't see very many accidents over there, and it's insane. And they're all just zipping around, no they're rules. And they around. don't follow any traffic laws. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're just suggestions. Just stop by. It's a suggestion. Yeah, they seem to do all right with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Well, Arnie, you uh, you keep that passport uh, active and uh, yeah, up to date making now. Making us jealous. That sounds yeah, have fun. That sounds really fun. Okay, listen to the show all the time and appreciate you guys. Thanks Thank so you. much. Thank you, Arnie. Appreciate Bye. it. Uh, that's, you know, uh, some people say that... Uh, I think you would like that road trip. Oh, yeah, you'd oh, love it. I'd love to travel the world. Yeah. <laughs> and I always, and Arnie, he said he's getting up there in years and he's go, getting to see the world. I, I, I think we do things backwards. Yeah. I yeah. think we should do our retiring and traveling things before we're 40. Yep. And then go work until we die. <laughs> and then just go work in the mines. Yes, and, yeah, whatever okay. it takes. Whatever it yeah, takes, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, that's because, you know, exuberance is wasted on the youth. Yeah, uh, yeah, we think. I tend to agree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for our show this week. We had nine callers, and I've got them in, a, in random order here. Austin Facer producing for us today. Austin, why don't you pick a number between one and nine for us? Number five. Caller 5 goes to Lou. Lou, who called in, and his buddy got a free Sonata engine somehow. All right, Lou. So You're the Lou, lucky wait, winner wait. this time. No engine, but you got the four-pack. <laughs> <laughs> so stop into the Midtown store. We'll have the yeah. movie yep. passes Come for you. Come on by you. next week. We'll have them for you. Roger, George, good to good see you guys. See you. Good, good luck with the Achilles, my Thanks, friend. Thank you. That's Roger right. Parkin and George <laughs> Roska. I'm Austin Horton. We'll see you next week on Utah Car Sense. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. This edition of the rivalry was different. It just was. Because in the last four years, I feel like they've been one possession games because Utah played poorly and still won. And I thought, well, what happens when Utah just...